I was I was told before my first festival, and it's like it's very true. You will find your best friends at a festival, like mm-hmm. you know, like it's just like guaranteed. Like the universe has this magical way of just like pulling your energies together, and you just somehow mm-hmm. collide, and then it just like works out and it's up from there, you know, like, Hey there, welcome to rave culture cast your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week I'll be covering everything from dance, music, culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, fam? Happy Wednesday. We're in such a good mood today because it's Sunday and it's warm and it's hot and it's sunny out in New Jersey and we're feeling fucking fire, you guys. So I'm sending all those positive vibes out to you today. You guys are in for a real treat. This Actually, this whole episode is about positive vibes because my guest today is somebody who just has the most amazing energy online and I was like I need to talk to him and I need to hear his story and I can't wait to share that with you guys um but before we dive into things I hope you're all doing well we are fully into summer fam we are in the swing of things I'm feeling good about this energy. Uh, I hope you are too. I feel like it's going to fly. I don't know why, but I just feel like there's so many plans already. The weekends are already like getting super busy. Um, If any of you guys are in the New York, New Jersey area, you might have seen that the local venues are opening up around here. So shows have been have been announced like left and right. And your girl's going to be going to a lot of them. So I hope to see some of you guys there in person, but we'll get to the we'll get to the news portion later. Um, Before we dive into things, you guys, I am doing some submissions for two new episodes. It's been a minute since I've gotten your email submissions and I wanted to bring those back. I've kind of just to let you guys in on behind the scenes, I've kind of been like rethinking episodes lately because it's been truly very, very busy and it's been a lot to keep up with all of my projects. But I want to go back to doing more episodes that you guys write in stories for. Love having interviews, but you know, I feel like it's summer and I feel like people are about, are going to get really busy now that things are opening back up. So I want to do more like tips and information um, episodes again and again, your submission. So expect more of those to come. Um, so definitely connect with me. Um, the Facebook group is a great place. The Rave Culture Cast community group. We're on Discord as well. And then, of course, Twitter and Instagram at Rave Culture Cast. Those are all the places you can connect with me and you can submit ideas. So the next two submissions that I am looking for, number one, this is first up. I want to know about your most memorable sets of all time. So I want to hear, you know, what was the set? What festival was it at? What artist? um, The date that it happened? And then why was it memorable? excuse me puberty why was it memorable you know was there a specific moment that happened was it the actual like music was it artist I don't know but I want to hear your stories about your most memorable sets of all time please email me raveculturecast at gmail.com that's raveculturecast at gmail.com paint a whole picture for us let us know Uh, that will be coming up very soon so get those emails in as soon as you guys can The next one I want to do, I want to go back to the basics. I've done episodes similar to this, but it's at least been 
like a year and a half, if not two years. So I want to do a full episode with advice for first time ravers or first time festival goers, because we have so many people who, you know, because of the pandemic, didn't get to go to their first event and now they are about to. So I feel like this is an important topic to cover. So send in all my veterans here, even if you've just been to one, send in your advice for first time ravers or festival goers, what would you tell them to do to make their experience that much better? So again, email raveculturecast at gmail.com with your most memorable set and your advice for first time ravers. You can submit for either or or both, whatever you guys are feeling. Okay, we are gonna jump into things here. I'm switching things up. I'm taking a break from affirmations. Honestly, guys, I'm a little all over the place. I'm kind of rethinking a lot of my content right now. So just come along for the ride. We're gonna things are gonna come in and out, and we're gonna test new things. But anyways, today's guest, Noah Lacella. You guys, I found him on TikTok. He is a part of the EDM community, the raving community on TikTok, and he's just one of those creators that like is just like beaming high energy, positive vibes, like just good feels. And he does a lot of the um, ranking music. So if you need good song recommendations or artist recommendations, I definitely suggest following him on TikTok. Um, but he just, yeah, exudes positive vibes, great, great taste in music. Um, he also is really into traveling and photography. So we talk a lot about that. And he also just went on a trip to Tulum and he went to the Dirty Bird Campin, which I haven't really covered here on my podcast at all. So we're going to talk about all of those fun things. So if you guys like music festivals and traveling, that's kind of what this episode is about. Um, with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you love this podcast, please consider writing a review on iTunes, subscribing on YouTube. What's up, YouTube fam? And with all that being said, please join me in welcoming Noah to the podcast. Well, let's dive into you first. Can you give us like the whole elevator pitch? Like, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? All that good stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Well, my name is Noah Estella, born and raised in Florida. I am 22. I'll be 23 July 18th, which is soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a private Christian school and left it in 11th grade. In 11th grade, I got senioritis and I was like, F this. School is not for me. Mm-hmm. I did it, became homeschooled, got done with my senior year super quick. And then just ever since then, I've kind of just been working and traveling. So Very cool. that's what I've been doing for the most part. But I guess about me a little bit, I would say like my passions are like probably the beach, photography, surfing, mm-hmm. hiking, traveling, adventuring. Like those are like my go-to things that I love besides like EDM in general, but yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I can tell just from like your content and your Instagram and TikTok a little bit different, but yeah, I know you're into photography too a lot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really love photography. I've had my own photography business for a little while now. It was popping off for a little bit for like a year or two because I was really focusing on it. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of like died down a bit. I was doing like a lot of art shows where I'd like sell my like stuff like like this mm-hmm. right now is actually one of my pictures. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, jellyfish, so. Love it. Okay, I gotta ask, what's your zodiac sign? Try to guess. <laughs> fuck um I don't know I mean travel I I was gonna say Sagittarius because they're very adventurous and things like that but I don't know (laughs) close I guess like on the same like wavelength uh cancer (laughs) oh you're cancer okay cool love it I think I'm cancer rising so I have a little bit of that in my sign yeah 
Cool. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I know. I love that you love to travel and everything like that. And you just recently did a couple trips, which I want to ask about. Um, but first off, how did talk about dance music? How did you get involved? When did you discover it? All that good stuff. Okay. So I guess my whole life, I've kind of always been drawn to EDM, you know, like starting with like Odessa and like Marshmallow and Steve Aoki and all that. Like Mm -hmm. I was always drawn to that and just clicked with me, I guess. And my first concert, I wasn't allowed to go to concerts for so long. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to go to like a Flume, Flume's, I think it was Helix. I think that was the name of the tour, Skin Tour. It was the Skin Tour. I couldn't Mm -hmm. go to that. But then my first show that I went to was Steve Aoki at Sunfest in Florida. And super fun, had a great time. I wouldn't really consider it like a festival or like a show. It felt more like a concert kind of environment. I guess mm-hmm. they're the same, but like they're kind of different, you know, like. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I went to Steve Aoki. Then I went to like a chain smoker show in Miami with a couple of friends. That was super fun. Saw Jonas Blue, Grand Theft. And like, that was a little more mm-hmm. of an introduction to like different kinds of EDM, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then went back to Sunfest again, saw Marshmallow. Mm. That was really fun. Yep. Logging <laughs> for life. Yay. <laughs> um, and then I had a friend who was like, hey, if you like EDM music so much, you should come to the show with me. I think you'd really like them. Their name's Adventure Club. And I was like, oh, I've heard of Adventure Club before. Mm. Like, yeah, I'll totally do that. And it was at like a really ratchet club in like my home. <laughs> And like <laughs> awesome. it's, it's it's gone now they like tore it down so many <laughs> crazy things happening there um yep. but I went to Adventure Club and I walked in I was with one of my best friends and I like had no idea what was really going on it was my first time being out super late and I was like this is a strange environment like this is like really cool and I like heard the song mm-hmm. Throwing Elbows by Excision being dropped and my friends just started like head banging like <laughs> I was like what is going on <laughs> what like, yeah what is this and then I was like I kind of like it though I was like <laughs> kind of into it oh. yeah <laughs> and then um Miami Music Week came around the corner saw mm-hmm. Son Holo and then that was just amazing and then after that it was like a <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> but you know, yep fine either way like back then and I guess just since then it just kept Mm -hmm. going from there and then snowballed (laughs) yeah okay and yeah and it's it's cool that you're in Florida too because obviously like there's different communities everywhere depending on where you're located but in Florida you definitely do get a lot of um a lot of exposure to festivals in particular but yeah Miami how how far of a drive is Miami for you um, I'd say North Miami is probably like 40 minutes for me. It's not too bad. So okay. like I used to like go to club space a bunch right now. You can't cause it's so expensive, but, right. <laughs> but I've got a club space or the hangar and then it's nice cause Fort Lauderdale started popping off with EDM. I'd say mm-hmm. about a year ago. And there's this one place called the venue. That's like a 12 minute Uber. It's just, it's so perfect. It's, it works. Mm-hmm. Like, right? <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. It's so nice. And there's like, definitely like those hubs where you kind of feel lucky that you're near it. Cause like, I'm obviously near New York city in Brooklyn. So like we're set on shows, but yeah, Florida definitely seems like a good place, especially now that insomniac East is expanding and like, they're definitely announcing all these shows in Florida. It seems like that you're going to have a whole, whole oh, hub yeah. of shows there. Florida's, I'm jealous. Florida has been going off for the past couple of months. I feel like they were probably the first, well, 
besides Texas, but I feel like we were the first people to like start mm-hmm. initiating shows again, probably because the government was a little more relaxed to out of our Oh my God. Yeah. So, Very true. Mm. Yeah. Been so in the past few years, what other festivals have you done in your home state? Uh, in my home state. So my first and favorite festival is Okeechobee, which is mm-hmm. like so great. It was like my introduction and like, it just really showed me the whole side to like festivals. And I was like, wow, like this is like what I want to do. This is like, I just need to keep mm. going. But, um, in my hometown, I would, well not hometown, but in Florida, Okeechobee, EDC, Mm. and I went to a little fest called Tranquility. I've been to Hysteria, which I'm also going to. It's in July. Nice. A super tiny, low-key look festival called Unwrapped. I don't think it's ever coming back, but it was was fun. (laughs) That's awesome. It was themed look festival, and I was like, okay like let's go (laughs) yeah okay well since you brought it up I was gonna ask you this what how would you describe yourself as a raver what rave (laughs) stereotype do you fall into (laughs) definitely I would have to say like it's like a mix it's like a mix of like Mm. a level 49 look with like a rave dad like a little like (laughs) oh that's an interesting you're the rave dad okay like like, well mainly just because like a lot of my friends started getting into EDM this year so like I feel like like brought them into that so like I was like the rave dad for them I guess <laughs> but I guess like growing up I like like through like going to all these festivals I would say probably a look most mm-hmm. likely okay maybe like, some like trippy things and yeah well because we'll chat about your like song recommendations and stuff but how did that come into the picture then like with your musical journey here when did you start to get into more experimental or future all that good stuff um hmm. let's see probably Okeechobee was my first like Okeechobee was honestly just like the first thing where like I didn't really know anything or like any artist the people I was going for was Big Wild and Jai Wolf and mm. I knew Zed's dead and like I was like pretty much it at the time and Billy right. I said but <laughs> um I think the first set that I saw with like weird bass music was Subtronics back to back Dirt Monkey. And from there, I was just like, yes, like, <laughs> like this is the stuff that I like. Like, super yeah. fun. Then I went to Zed's Dead. I saw Elenium. I knew who Elenium was, but mm-hmm. I didn't know Elenium was dubstep, like, at all. He like, plays I, it, yeah. Well, he's, he's a lot of future bass, but like, I didn't know he threw down hard like that. So, like, once mm-hmm. I saw it, I was like, yeah like, this, is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool like totally yeah, I guess that's when I kind of like started transitioning into like the weird bass music and then Asteria came which was right after that mm-hmm. and that's just all just like super underground like weird wubby stuff and then Shaky mm-hmm. came in a lot of um Wakan was on that lineup so mm-hmm. just as it went I guess I kept getting deeper and deeper into, into the like, bass music Cool. I, Wakan is just absolutely killing it. They have so many stage takeovers on lineups this year. Like, I don't know who does their marketing, but they are fucking on it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I always discover new music though through you. Um, we can get into that too, but you share on TikTok a lot of like recommendations. And I love when you do the bass music because that's like not my cup of tea. So I definitely discover a lot through you, but can you talk about your TikTok page? Like when did you start it? Why? What content do you make? 
So I would say, I think I started when the pandemic hit, you know, I think I started when it was quarantine, when everything was locked down, I was like, I'm bored, I'm gonna get TikTok. And it originally started with me uploading my travel videos. And they were kind of doing good, you know, like they weren't doing like too bad, like not too good. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I was like, it's crazy how people can just pop off with like one video. So I just started posting like a lot of random festival content of just like videos and stuff. And I had one video pop off and I was like, wow, like people seem to like rave content. And then I posted more. And then that next video popped off even more. And I was like, okay, like, it seems like there's like a community, Mm -hmm. like the algorithms putting me like in this like certain spot. And I just kind of went for it. And the reason I do a lot of the music rankings is there's this one kid, his name is Ariel Jenkins, I think you might okay. know. Maybe I'll check him out. Yeah, he does the song rankings, rankings too, but he doesn't do EDM really. Sometimes he will, mm-hmm. and I started seeing more of those song rankings, kind of like he did. And I was like, nobody's doing this for EDM. Like I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of that, so I was like, I kind of want to like start doing that, and like hopefully it'll pop off. And then yeah, now I kind of just started going off, and people started liking it, and yeah. It is. It's a good form. I mean, it's such a good format because obviously it really lends itself to um, just sharing music and getting good recommendations out of it. And I've seen there's just so many different ways you can do it. But what's your whole process? Like, how do you create those videos? It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard when I don't really know the artist that I'm doing it on, like somewhat like nowadays, because I've done so much of like who I already know it mm-hmm. takes a little longer because I have to do more research on like which songs I like because yeah, yeah. I don't really know too much yep and but the whole process of what I do is I'll download the music off of SoundCloud or YouTube mm-hmm. I will put it into Adobe Premiere which is a video editing software I'll like merge them all together like have them fade and then I'll save that I'll put my computer up against like a wall or whatever put my phone there <laughs> and then I'll press play on the odd or I'll press play on the phone first. yeah and then, and I usually I actually record all my videos on snapchat which is like strange People okay that, yeah, interesting so. yeah mainly just for like the filters because it like has like a nice like mm. one, I guess you could say got it okay but I'll record it on snapchat and then I'll press play on the audio I'll do a little dance you know like mm-hmm. go and like and then after that, I'll take the video, upload it back to Adobe Premiere that I just took. And then I'll, you have to like, like get the beginning of the like audio that you made with the beginning of mm-hmm. patch it up with like the sound in your video. And then it kind of just totally. flows together and like does that thing. And then I do all the like text and audio, um, I don't know about Got it. The text and speech like on TikTok. So, okay. I know it's like a fucking process. You guys, you have no idea how much effort goes into one video. Like it really is a process. What I usually try to do is I'll try to like bust out like eight or 12, at least like usually mm-hmm. on Sundays or Mondays. Cause there's the best time to like be posting, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll just bust them out, get them done. And like, it'll take a couple hours. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's an effort. I, I do a similar thing too. I do um download all the songs. I edit them in Adobe Audition, which is just an audio editing. And then same thing. I'll play it on my computer. I'll film in TikTok. Then you have to save that, edit it in Premiere, put it back on TikTok. It's like a whole fucking thing. But <laughs> it is, but it's, it's a good way. And like, how has your community been? Like, what is uh, your audience like on TikTok? 
the community has been pretty good, you know. I've honestly been making a lot of friends, which is really cool. And now that shows have been coming back, I've been able to like, people have been like coming up to me and they're like, yo, I follow you on TikTok. Like, I love your stuff. I get so much music from you. And I'm like, yo, that's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm up, exchange info. And everyone's, everyone's very nice, you know, in the EDM community. There are some people who can be like, eh, like the people yes. who are like, <laughs> weird about genres and like stuff like that. But like, it's okay. Everyone has their own opinion. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to happen. And if like people are hating, you know, I always just think it of as like, that's just a reflection of themselves. And if people are hating on you, you're doing something right. You know, like. Totally. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. With those videos in particular, you guys, I always just crack up. People will get so specific. They'll be like, you didn't put this one first. I'm like, I know I didn't put it first because it's my case <laughs> in music, which is why it's not first. <laughs> it's so people get so so heated but that's so true and I did want to ask you a little bit just because obviously online you know people only get to see like a part of you but you always seem so like happy and energetic and positive like have you always been this way um I guess yes I would say so last year I really went through it I think a lot of people really went through it in 2020 for sure but Mm -hmm. last year was kind of like my first I guess my first feeling of like anxiety, like some depression, like I was really going through like a lot of things and it was really hard. It was really hard to like get out of that funk, but mm-hmm. I did it. I separated myself from things that were causing those issues mm-hmm. and I just healed myself. I t- took all the time that I needed. I literally went like, not even like I went MIA from all my friends for like two months. I was like, wow. I'm going MIA if you need me, like, don't yeah just give you the space like I'm fine I'll be back and that really helps so like if you do need to like take that time to better yourself like do it like you Mm -hmm. like need to do it because like the only way you're gonna heal is if like you do it like internally you know like you need that but Mm -hmm. besides that I would say I I've been pretty happy outgoing like spreading the line. Yeah, no, no, no. It's good. And it's very fitting with this community, but that's definitely really good advice. I can imagine for you too, since you're obviously big on traveling and photography and dance music and music festivals, we didn't have that for a year. So what's the experience been like now that things are opening up? It's pretty dope. It kind of feels, it feels weird. It like, it honestly felt weird. I, it's a little different because I feel like in Florida things opened up a little bit earlier compared to everyone else. So I went mm-hmm. back to my first show, stupidest idea. Literally, yeah. I went back to my first show in June. It was like a dirt monkey show. Okay. On my way up to the show, I was like, didn't I tell myself I wasn't going to go to the first show because I'm probably going to get COVID. Went to the first show, <laughs> got COVID. Oh no. <laughs> don't do it yeah <laughs> but it's weird like I went to the Dirty Bird this past week and it like like that feeling of like when you're in a festival and mm-hmm. like the energy there and like you know when you like walk into a music festival and like you're just like completely sober and like you like walk in there and like you already like feel the like mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it like it's like the energy but like kind of feels like trippy and like weird and you're just like whoa and like I got that yep. this week and I was like this is like, like, wow, like I've been wanting this like for so long. And then Hell I yes. also had that feeling like I've been going to a couple shows here and there since Florida open, but I never really got the feeling of like, we're back, we're back until there was a disciple takeover. It was like Mode Step, Virtual Riot, Vandals, mm-hmm. Jane, a bunch of good people. 
And I honestly had no intentions of people showing up. Like I didn't think that like mm -hmm. a lot of people knew about it. And when I got there, like it felt like we were back, like sure. everything was back to normal. Like people were like having a great time. Everyone was just, it was just That's a vibe. so cool. Yeah. So Hell, it's really yes. cool to be back. It's really cool. Oh, I can't wait for that feeling. Yeah, my friend, my rave fam, we call it potential energy. I've said that before on my channel because it's like, it's the nervous butterflies, but it's not really anxiety. You're just excited, but it's not, you're not at the festival yet. So we call it the potential energy and it's just like building and you're, you're just like outside of your body. Oh, I can't wait for that. And, like, <laughs> and, then you, and then you're like, Yes, like totally. <laughs> How was um Dirty Bird camping? Because I I feel like I don't know anybody who's actually attended that yet. Really, it's really well. I think it was the first camping that they had. But I've been to Dirty Bird camp out in okay. uh, on the West Coast. That was super fun. That was like my first take of it, and I was like, Dirty Bird's weird as hell. Like, yeah. is, <laughs> I, I love weird stuff. So that's totally I'm very drawn to Dirty Bird and. Dirty Bird Camping was super fun. It was really nice. You had to get tested before you go in. Uh, mm -hmm. So you had like a little COVID clear band. No one's allowed to leave. Um, and you either had to get tested or like uh, proof of vaccination. And right. it was dope to like be in that like community where it, it felt more safe, I guess you could say, knowing that everyone was tested or had that vaccination before going in. So mm. it was like, I don't know, it felt like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like super cool. And that was my first thing back. And like, I don't know, Dirty Bird is just like this weird environment where <laughs> you could like be yourself to like an extra extent. I feel mm -hmm. like like people are extra like crazy there. And the lineup is phenomenal every time. And it's really cool because I've noticed, um, do you know Barclay Crenshaw, Claude Von Strokes, mm -hmm. Elias or whatever? Yep. I feel like he's really starting to like bass music a lot, like, because that's like what he does. And oh, okay. it's cool to see that on the like past Dirty Bird lineup and this lineup that there was a couple more bass artists. So like it's starting to intertwine mm -hmm. a little bit, which is cool. <clears throat> that's awesome. And yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was, it was really cool. I went to a, something called Home Base at the same place mm -hmm. uh, in 2019. So I was kind of familiar with like the vibe and what was going on. And I was also working while I was at Dirty Bird. Oh, cool. I was doing a lot of filming there and it was really cool, especially because with my work, we did a lot of meet and greets with a lot of the artists. So oh, that's awesome. I, um, I got to meet like Mikey Lyon. I got mm -hmm. to meet Gina Turner. I was chilling with Claude for a bunch of it. Like that's it, it so was, cool. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The home base guys are awesome. I'm, I'm staying at home base for my first time this fall, but I completely agree for anybody listening who isn't familiar, Dirty Bird's a house music label. And yeah, like there's just so many incredible artists. I know you shared some rankings on them too, but um, yeah, I've heard <laughs> stories about the camp out. If anybody remembers this video that went viral from the 2019 show, it was the girl who in the crowd was literally spraying her breast milk at people. That was the Dirty Bird camp. Out. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> Dirty Bird is like, I feel like, People are very open with their bodies. And I'm not even gonna totally. lie, I've never seen not like actual penises, but I've seen like this <laughs> is just like a vibe. Like people have like totems with like penises <laughs> on it. Like the workers will be wearing like these like weird dildo things on their head and like bingo <laughs> going on. To, like spin a wheel. I literally had to spin a wheel. It's so I was super dead. It was like 4 a.m. I'm like sitting on this couch and this lady comes 
go spin a wheel and I was like okay and I spin the wheel and she's like oh you have to tell a bedtime story and it's just like weird stuff like that <laughs> like my awesome. friend on it and there was something called like ass play and like club on started like slapped my boss's ass I'm like just just weird <laughs> like that you know <laughs> what an environment yeah that is so so fun oh my god that's so exciting um how was Tulum too because you were just in Tulum very hot spot right now also big in dance music but what were you doing there so I didn't really have plans to go to Tulum I have a friend who works for a travel agency and they were sending her out to two resorts to get footage and she had a plus one and she does photography and filming and stuff, but, like, she's not too, like, she's good on it, but, like, obviously, like, I do it more. So she was like, yo, like, come with me. Like, we'll have a fun time. We'll do that. So we were just planning on staying in Cancun and Playa del Carmen. Yeah, that's what mm. Playa del Carmen for just five days. And she's like, hey, like, while we're out there, Tulum is, like, an hour away. Why don't we just go there? And I was like, yeah, like, let's go there. Because a couple two months before I was seeing all these crazy things of Tulum and I was like it'd be so cool to go there like that's amazing and with it being so close I was like yes let's go so the first five days we did filming of the resorts which I'll have videos coming out soon which would be super cool and it was really cool to see the culture there and it was also really cool because the way I travel I'm like a hobo Like, I will do the cheapest thing. I will stay in hostels. And, like, it was a very (laughs) different experience to, like, stay in an all-inclusive resort. Like, I've never Mm. experienced that before. So definitely very different for me. I honestly prefer the hobo lifestyle more. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice, but you're like, yeah. Yeah. But then when we got to Tulum, we stayed in this little dome house, which they made from all eco-sustainable materials. So cool. Super cool. Super cool experience. Just, like sitting in that like house like at night just like vibing before going to bed I'm like I feel like I'm in a different era like I'm living in like a dome made of like sand cement like yeah and it was just really cool to see that like they're still kind of like keeping that I guess that I guess that's part of the culture I would say mm-hmm. that's what I really like about Tulum is that the culture is still very rich and they're very eco-friendly and I'm not gonna lie I feel like they're pretty like woke for the most part like you'll right. just like you'll just be like driving and like their stop signs will just be like be present like or like, oh, just, like oh shit yeah 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 <laughs> like little like tiny things like that where it's like very like, cool hinting at like I don't know I just feel like the community there is very loving very open and it's it's beautiful it's like mm-hmm. an I, I would say Tulum is kind of the new Bali hopefully it doesn't get as crazy as Bali because mm-hmm. so many flocked there but right I don't know I, I see a lot of very good things happening with Tulum in the future yeah <laughs> it's just it's crazy how these things happen I mean like I know that became a thing obviously it was pre-pandemic at least so maybe 2018 or 2019 but yeah it very much gives off the vibe of like you're here you're connected with nature like it's eco-friendly and everything like that like I mean you're living on a beach and stuff so it looks absolutely beautiful but that's that's why I was curious because like it's such a big I don't know you could tell me like it seems like it's such a big tourist spot like a lot of people have been going there in the last three years so that's what I've been wondering like is it overcrowded now It's definitely on the way to getting mm. overcrowded. I'm very happy that I went when I went because I honestly think this summer it's going to like explode. I feel like it's sure. totally going to like pop off because of right. it has been, you know. And 
I, I think just with any place in general, as long as you wake up kind of early, you know, if you're at like, like if you're trying to see something or like there's something you really want to do, like try to get there at least a little bit earlier before the crowd comes, like if you care about a crowd. But mm. for the most part, it really wasn't too bad. Okay. It, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But I think it's, I think it's getting there. They're doing a totally. lot of animations and there is one thing yeah they're like doing a lot of renovations so like I feel like more people will start coming but I think what kind of makes it so popular is that it draws the crowd of influencers mm-hmm. that's why I kind of like it there because like I wouldn't say I'm an influencer but like a creative influencer like kind of like on the right scene, you know so there's a lot of like-minded people there which is really cool mm-hmm. and like you know it's it's, it's cool yeah but. <laughs> it, looks, it looks so so fucking beautiful yeah and I, I know a couple of people I know somebody who's there right now and like they've gone done airbnbs and like worked there for one to two months I'm like that sounds fucking nice <laughs> maybe in the future it'll happen <laughs> we'll very, see very to stay there too so if you are looking for a place to travel to Good to know yes easy to get around super easy to get around okay I know it's like hard to get there well there's a bunch of music festivals there too because that's the other thing like if I'm going to Loom, I'm 100% going to like some house music or techno shows I forget the I think day zero is one of the festivals they have but I just think like obviously now that travels allowed that's like something I'm very big on but have you really have what's the furthest you've traveled for a music festival um hmm I was already there, so I guess I wouldn't say I traveled for that specific festival, but I went to, and I highly recommend this festival, one of the best festivals I've ever been to. It's called Rhythm and Vines in New Zealand, mm. and it, I, I don't know, it's a, it's a more mature crowd, super different, super different vibe, because mm-hmm. I feel like in America, we're more colorful, we're more vibrant, we have the flow toys, we have like EDC, EDC is candy just and yeah. <laughs> There it's more of like a mature, like not everyone's wearing super colorful stuff. Like everyone's kind of just like vibe. And it's like a, it's like a family oriented vibe. And I feel like most of New Zealand, like <laughs> everyone's very nice there. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it was, it was just cool to experience something different. And the music definitely isn't super different, but like, I feel like here are like late night stuff would be like, like techno like maybe house or like what bass there it's just mm-hmm. drums, all drum and bass and like oh wow started like new zealand is like what started my love of drum and bass because like very cool it was just different culture super cool to see and like everyone's just like going off like, <laughs> so that is cool awesome to going to that festival for one reason because it's on new year's which is cool and it's in the spot where the sun sees its first light in the whole entire world it's called new zealand so like a lot of people flock there just to see like the first like light of sun so Mm. it's a pretty cool area to be for news or uh new year's that's super special. Oh my God. I love this because we, ha- I haven't really like covered travel too much and that's like a, definitely a big thing. But while we're on this, any other favorite cities or places you've traveled to? Um, hmm, cities. Let's see. I want to go to New York city. I've never been there yet, but places that I've been, Bali is definitely very sick, very cool. The culture is super rich. Uh, it's just, it's paradise. Mm. literal paradise. It is a third world country. So there is a lot of differences on like 
cleanliness and like mm-hmm. how things were run and how people act and stuff but the energy there is just very rich and super beautiful and mm. I recommend um Australia is a video game yeah. I don't know, <laughs> it's like when you get out there like I'm like I feel like I'm in a whole new world like it's super open the sky I guess you can say like there's mm. like buildings so like it feels more open there's just like kangaroos like hopping on the side of the road and you're like where am I like what like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> strange. um that is awesome in America for like cities I really like San Fran I didn't get to explore it too much both times that I went but I feel like I would really like it mm. <laughs> um do you want to stay in Florida like do you want to permanently live in Florida or would you want to move nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually planning on moving out august 4th my current plan right now is i'm saving up for a van i'm gonna convert it and live in it for however long i can you know just out west coast and then start in san diego and make my way all the way up to alaska and like wow like all those states and just so cool yeah Yeah, because you can do your work on the go so you can do it anywhere right Oh, that's so fun. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. I'm ha- I'm so happy. Like things are opening up and it's amazing. And I agree with you. I studied abroad. I only did a month there, but I did Australia and oh, we did nice. like the East coast of it. And I completely agree besides the fucking spiders. Cause we went to, I forget. Ooh. Yeah. There was a spider and it was like the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I recently didn't really see too many like crazy. I mean, we didn't see any like spiders or like snakes or like things like that. I feel mm-hmm. like we too south because we went from Sydney down to Melbourne. Mm. I feel like there'd be more stuff up north where it's a bit more dry. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm just- yeah, we did like a rainforestation like hike and park and all this. I have like crazy photos of it, but I was like, holy shit. <laughs> they are not joking when they say they're like bird eating spiders. I was like, nope. <laughs> crazy. But the wildlife is really wild out there. One night, me and my brother were... um. I was taking pictures of the stars. So like when you take the picture, you have to like click in and like wait for a sec. And like, so I clicked it because it's long exposure and I'm just like waiting. And I like saw something out of the corner of my eye, like in our like van that we were staying in. At oh the time. God. I was like, what was that? I was like, I totally just saw something. I'm like, we should go check the car. And we go in there <laughs> out of the corner. We just see like a, there's like this possum and their possums look completely different. Oh, weird. Turns around. It's just like holding our avocado, just like staring at us. <laughs> Man, like on our bed and we're like what the fuck right like what like he stole the avocado that's amazing it was like this big just like chilling there oh no (laughs) yeah yeah oh cool oh those are such fun (laughs) stories though oh my god so yeah so you have a couple things under your belt recently um I kind of, let me just pop back to TikTok really quickly and then we'll, we'll wrap things up. But TikTok wise, what's up next for you? And do you have any, um, collaborations you'd like to do or any other creators you, you like to watch? Um, hmm. so yesterday I was actually thinking about of like what I'm going to be doing for like future TikTok. I'm, because I'm getting my van soon. So I mm-hmm. think a lot of my content now is going to be probably transitioning, a little more towards travel. I'll still always be doing EDM content because my new job now kind of revolves around being at festivals. So I'm always going to be mm. getting that. And I love EDM. So, but I don't know if I'll like 
put my travel stuff on a completely different account or if mm. I'll keep it because I feel like once you're kind of already in a certain part of the algorithm yeah kind of hard to get out of that part of the algorithm I've just like been noticing that mm-hmm. but yeah I would say a lot of my upcoming content would probably be the rankings that I do van conversion little travel edits and I've really I've kind of posted some things here and there of like like spirituality and just like trippy thoughts and just like really thinking about life and like mm-hmm. what's actually going on and stuff like I like to make people think I like to make people question things and like mm. and I like it when like people can have like that like civil conversation back like usually whenever I post something that's like could be true could not be true it's just my opinion like I like to like ask a question like what are your thoughts like let me know like I would love to like because mm-hmm. you know I like hearing like other people's opinions and like getting their side of the story because it's so interesting how like every person is so different and like differently. and I've realized that a lot recently with like the whole pandemic and like like the Mm -hmm. world going on and stuff and like people have such different minds it's like crazy so I feel like I do want to transition more towards like a spirituality kind of like woke talk not woke talk Mm -hmm. yeah no I see what you're saying that would be cool oh that would all be very fitting together but yeah I yeah TikTok is frustrating in that it does like kind of force you into a niche but um yeah I think everything else like you're talking about is like a huge part of your life as well so it'd be cool to share that but that is all so fun I love the woke stuff I think that's awesome and it's interesting too because even in this community alone like this podcast is one way and I always say this but like selfishly it's just a way for me to meet more people in this community because it's I I just it's so people are so interesting like I love having these conversations and sharing them but that's what you have to realize like even if you're somebody who's just getting into the scene or like you said your friends like just started going to music festivals I feel like you don't realize until you have a couple under your belt and you've met so many amazing people from like all over the world or all over the country you're just like there are endless amounts of people endless amounts of people there's so many you'll be very similar to or have so many things in common that you haven't even met yet so that's like the shit that I love about this community I was I was told before my first festival and it's like it's very true. You will find your best friends at a festival. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just like guaranteed, like the universe has this magical way of just like pulling your energies together and you just somehow mm-hmm. collide and then it just like works out and it's up from there, you know, like. Totally. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's the best feeling ever, but it's so true. Anybody listening, like I'm literally, I just figured it out Um, for EDC Orlando. I booked the home base room and I didn't know who I was staying with, but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to book a four person room. And then friends that I've literally met from content from YouTube, like just I have one of them. I haven't even met in person. Actually, have I not met both of them? I don't think I've met either of them in person <laughs> yet, but I talk to them all the time. Like they're staying with me and I'm, j- and you know, some of my friends that I grew up with are kind of like growing out of the scene, which is totally okay. But I'm like, so grateful that I've met all these people through the community who still want to do this stuff. And you'll find your group, you know, elsewhere, which is good. Oh, yeah, you'll always find your group. <laughs> totally. There's always people. Um, okay, what events do you have coming up this year? Where can people run into you? Um, I'm so sad, because as of yesterday, my plans with SMF. <sighs> oh, no. Okay. So I could still go, but just with money and stuff, like I just got to chill for a little bit, especially after doing Dirty Bird last week. But mm-hmm. what I have planned so far is Forbidden Kingdom for sure. I will definitely be there. Really sad about the venue change because it used to be 25 minutes from my house, but now it's three hours. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. 
right. But uh, Forbidden Kingdom, Asteria, and those are the only, oh, and I just bought a ticket to Breakaway, actually. The headliners are mm-hmm. Kyle Millennium. So I was like, yes, mm-hmm. go on, like, right away. Super cheap, too. It was 138 for two days. Like That's not bad at all. That, right? So, yeah. My van, so I'll have a place to sleep in, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's all I really have planned with my work, though. I'm going to be, hopefully, like, that's what I'm trying to do this year. Hopefully trying to do most of my fest, like, under my work, because I, mm-hmm. uh, in 2018 and 2019, I did a year straight of just festivals. Like, had no money, did as much as I could as possible, <laughs> tried to see as many artists as I can that I loved. And, like, it was the best year of my life, you know, like, mm-hmm. super, super fun. But this year, I'm trying to, like, chill a little bit, save money for travels. And, you know, I don't have too much planned, but, like, with work, retrospect is what, is what we're doing. Uh, it's a little festival in Miami. They're having it at a hotel pretty cool and at that festival they usually try to bring in artists that like aren't really that well known I guess they mm-hmm. are the well-known artists but they try to bring more local like smaller people together and super diverse lineup as well which is pretty cool so I've never been to it but I'll be uh, I don't know if I'll be filming but I'll be getting content there and then I think and I'm hoping it's confirmed I'll be at three points I'm pretty sure that's confirmed mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome that lineup is crazy it's so good yeah all right. So you've got, you have a lot in store. Um, lastly, where can people connect with you online? Plug all your handles. Um, I got Instagram. Pretty much everything is my name. So Noah Estella, I have it on Instagram. If people want to add me on Snapchat, they're more than welcome to. It's Noah Estella 22 um, YouTube. Y'all should go check out my travel videos. It's just my name. Um, Twitter, I never use. I literally never use Twitter. <laughs> I'm trying to, but I just, I don't get it for some reason. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, I would say I pretty much just use Instagram and TikTok nowadays. And it's just my name, Noah Stella. so. Beautiful. Oh my God, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I, I saw your Rave Culture cast a little while ago and I was like, this is so cool. Like, and I've actually been thinking of starting my own podcast with one of my friends. So like, do it do this for my first time and experience it and I really like it so good yay I love podcasting is the fucking best I'm like working with a bunch of podcast creator upcoming podcasters and it's so much fun so yes I definitely recommend doing it but yeah it was so nice meeting you um Noah hang tight everybody else I'll be back in just a minute with EDM news Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview, that conversation with Noah. Again, it was super amazing to connect with him and I'm a really big fan of his content. So I hope you guys go show him some love and support. Tell him Rave Culture Cast sent you. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I want to go book a trip to Tulum like yesterday because, you know, things are opening up. Travel is happening and I want to get out of (laughs) here. We have a lot of trips planned, but like I'm so fucking psyched to finally travel. Okay, news. I have so much. I know it's been like a week since we last chatted, fam, but so much has happened and it's. I just feel like it's going to continue like this. Like shit is open, right? Events are happening left and right. Like everything that was put on pause is now in like overdrive. So it's just a lot of information. So let me know if you guys like these news segments because it's a lot. It's a lot, bitch. Okay, so let's dive into this. Um, this is like probably old news by the time you hear this, but Okeechobee was announced. Um, that is coming back to, I think it's Sunshine Grove in Florida, um, March 3rd through the 6th. 
Tickets are on sale. I'm actually selling tickets. I'm an affiliate with Insomniac Events now, which is fucking bananas, you guys. Um, so I have tickets to Okeechobee, Beyond Wonderland, Three Points, and EDC Orlando. So if you guys want to buy through me, if you want to buy through a friend, uh, I really appreciate it. It lets Insomniac know that they should keep working with me and then I might be able to go to these events and see you guys and create content around them. So I'm like 99% sure I want to send it to Okeechobee because I've never been so yes if you guys want tickets dm me um but that will be really really exciting i'm excited to see what uh artists are announced there let me do all the shows first okay anybody who's attending arc music festival in chicago i will see you there first and foremost um but they announced another after party so blacklist which is zoo's alias it's so good it's so fucking good his blacklist sets are fucking amazing he was announced as the after party on the Saturday night at uh, Radius is the venue. You can you can only attend the after parties, which is um, I think it's Prida, it's Eric Prid's Prida, and it's Blacklist. That's all that's been announced so far. You need to have tickets to the festival to attend those shows. Just an FYI. Okay, Zed's Dead is going to Dead. They're doing Dead Rocks again, so they're doing their Red Rock show. Um, they announced support from Blunts and Blondes, Delta Heavy, Zeke Beats, Sippy and Champa on night one. On night two, they have Kill the Noise, Ephraim, Gigi McGree, Chi, and Causeway. Holy shit. Um, and that's 4th of July weekend. So that's going to be a fucking blast. Um, Seven Lions announced a Red Rock show. This is kind of like, it's tickets are already on sale. I would die to go to this. My best friend is going, but it's on a Wednesday night. And I, I can't fly out to Colorado on a Wednesday night, you guys. I'm really sorry. But um, it sounds amazing. He has support from Midas, Andrew Bayer, and Jem and Tori. What other shows do we have? Um, this is old news too. It's completely sold out. But um, Day Trip LA added a second day. By far one of the best festival lineups I've seen. Like it's literally one of my dream lineups because it's an all house festival. So whoever gets to go to that is very, very lucky. Okay, we also have a brand new festival. We've talked about this a long time ago. But Insomniac Events had announced this new record label and festival coming called Lost in Dreams. And this is their, this branch is like melodic dubstep, melodic bass, future bass. This is like of the moment, all of those genres. So the label had already come out. Um, they just announced the festival. It's going to be happening Labor Day weekend, September 4th and 5th. Uh, it's at the downtown Las Vegas event center, which I think it's awesome that they're doing it in Vegas. I would be here in a heartbeat you guys, if it wasn't Labor Day weekend, that is my only, <laughs> my only issue is Labor Day weekend was so, is so overly saturated with events. I'm kind of bummed they didn't do this in like November or December, which could be very fitting, but it is what it is. Um, so that will be amazing if anybody wants to go to Lost in Dreams. The lineup is incredible. You've got Seven Lions and all those amazing melodic bass and future bass artists on there. What else? Um, Global Dance Festival announced their lineup. That is happening this July 23rd and 24th. Really, really stacked. I think a lot of people are going to be going to that. Um, and then we also had a cancellation. So Camp Bisco canceled. That is, it's sort of like a jam band bass music festival in Pennsylvania. Um, not surprised because that usually takes place in like the beginning to middle of July and then nobody had heard anything up until this point. So you know, it would have been too late to plan for anyway, but that is going to be postponed until next year. Um, Lollapalooza also announced their daily lineup. So if any of you guys got tickets and were curious, 
The daily lineups are now officially out. I told you I was coming in hot with the news like this. I'm trying to breeze through this because there's genuinely so much shit happening. Um, Anybody who got to see Slander at Sunset Music Festival, I watched the entire set up on YouTube. There's a bunch of sets up there. The Seven Lions one is so good. (sighs) Whoever got to witness that, like, God bless you. Anyways, Slander announced their Melodic Bass Festival is coming this October. They had posted that they wanted to do a festival like this, but they just didn't announce it. So it's called Starbase and it's going to be in Charleston, South Carolina, which is really cool because I feel like there's not that many festivals over there. Like there's some in Georgia and Florida, obviously, but like the Carolinas, I feel like don't get that much or Virginia, not that I can think of off the top of my head. So I think that's a cool location. Um, Again, it's in the middle of the clusterfuck that is the fall. So if you guys have extra spending money and you're a major slander fan, that's a good option for you as well. Um, Okay, last thing I wanted to talk about, which I kind of hinted at at the very beginning. Um, if, you, if you guys ever go to Avant Gardner or the Brooklyn Mirage here in Brooklyn, New York, um, even if you don't, just wanted to mention this to you because both are absolutely incredible venues. And if you ever visit the city or if you ever come for Electric Zoo, a lot of the after parties happen here and they're hands down my favorite venues. Like every artist you can imagine comes to play there. So here's the tea. They are opening on Thursday, July 1st, which is much sooner than I was anticipating. And I'm so fucking here for it because the fact that we get to hear live music this summer makes me so freaking happy. So anyways, the opening show is Medusa. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go because it's the opening show and I love Medusa. Um, And they've announced Chris Lake for this summer, Lane 8, Black Coffee. Who else was announced for this summer? Oh, the Elro show, which is going to be absolutely incredible. That's happening Saturday, July 24th. I've never experienced Elro, so this will be my first time. 10 out of 10 of you guys are in the area. You cannot miss the show. Like there's going to be two stages. It's a whole takeover. Elro is this massive party. It's a fully immersive experience. Like they transform the entire thing and it's this whole like psychedelic theme. So that's going to be so fucking cool. So I'm going to that. But here's what you need to know. So they have a health and vaccine policy in place. And there was some chatter about this. That's how I'm going to say it. Um, Here's the thing. This is not Avant Gardeners and the Brooklyn Mirages. Like ruling, they are following the state of New York's policy. So I'm going to read this to you because as of this moment, temporarily, you have to be vaccinated to attend a show there, which I know some people have very strong feelings about. But as of right now, you have to have proof of vaccine to attend a show there which I know fucking sucks if you guys don't aren't vaccinated but it's just the way it is um so it says under the current New York state regulations regarding businesses that congregate patrons and operate above the state's social gathering limit music venues are able to operate at full capacity so long as all attendees are fully vaccinated consistent with all applicable federal and state laws and regulations um and they said as the policy changes they will change their policy So everyone who has already has a ticket or will purchase a ticket in the future will receive a COVID-19 vaccine pre-screening instructions via email up until seven days before the event. Um, They posted a response because obviously like people were really, really pissed, like people who are not vaccinated or for whatever reason choose to not get vaccinated, which is your prerogative, um, were obviously upset. So their response was, first of all, we'd like to thank, thank everyone for your support, comments and feedback. We recognize that many of you were disappointed and frustrated by this vaccine policy. We hear you. 
It's important for us to let you know that we fully respect everyone's beliefs, feelings, and opinions on this topic, but please allow us a moment to explain how we've gotten to this point. And then they stated, so basically this is the deal. Either the Brooklyn Mirage and Avant Gardner would literally have to stay closed until New York changes its ruling, or they could throw events at full capacity, no social distancing, but you have to be vaccinated. So I completely understand their decision because obviously they've been closed for over a year and a half. Like they need to have business come in again and there are people who do want to attend shows. So I personally agree with the fact that they are opening. I just understand people's frustration like now that they if they can't go. Um, but yeah, they said this: the decision was either to remain clo- closed until these regulations were changed and restrictions were lifted or to reopen with what we hope is only a short-term and temporary policy. As New York continues to heal, we are confident that state restrictions will ease and we will remain hopeful to celebrate with all of you this summer. Thank you for your patience and understanding. So that was the last thing I just wanted to share with you guys because I know that that's obviously like a very controversial topic. Um, I'm fully vaccinated, so I will be attending shows there this summer, but I hope that things continue to you know, progress and people continue to have less and less cases and people get healthier. And so hopefully a lot of these policies can lift so that everybody can enjoy shows together. But uh, I know it's not an easy decision and just wanted to let you know, because if any of you guys did not know that that was the policy, now you guys are informed. All right. That was a whole lot of information thrown at you. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I love doing this podcast and whatever form it takes in the future or wherever it goes, I hope you guys enjoy the ride and enjoy the episodes coming out. Um, Again, I look forward to reading your submissions on the upcoming episodes. So don't forget to email raveculturecast at gmail.com with your most memorable set of all time. And then your advice for first-time ravers and festival goers. Cannot wait to read those. Get those in as soon as you can. Um, And I think that's pretty much it. Happy Pride Month, you guys. Uh, We have the new Plur mini collection out. If you want to shop the merch line, there is always a link down below in the description box. And again, you can connect with us, Rave Culture Cast, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord. With all that being said, have an incredible week. Enjoy your weekend. And I will see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye.